0: And seven. 400 and 400 four hundred and seven. and Four hundred and seven. Four hundred and seven.
1: Four hundred and seven. Four hundred and four hundred seven. Four hundred seven.
0: Four hundred and four hundred four seven. Four hundred seven. Four hundred and seven. and 700 and 700 400 and 700 and 700 and 700 400 four, the shy life podcast. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it's a Delicious.
2: This particular episode of The Shy Life is is a little more abstract than usual. Oh, yippee. Okay, looks like the hairy guy is ready to record. Three, two, one. Go Shy Yeti. Oh, I hope he hasn't found
1: out my secret.
0: Do you think he has?
1: Hello and welcome back again for another episode of The Shy Life Podcast. This time, we're going to be talking about some music again. And Nick's here. Hello, Nick.
2: Hello. Hello. Uh, greetings uh, from Salisbury, all the way Skyping from Salisbury. Uh, <laughs> in, in the comfort yeah. of our own homes, respective homes, and now it's still in lockdown
1: mode. Yes, we're still in so. quarantine. We're recording in in the beginning of May, but uh, um, I'm not sure when this will be going out. But, uh, um, but hopefully, hopefully you're listening to this and you're not in quarantine anymore. <laughs> Yeah. Um, anyway, this time we're talking about 1993. Uh, and, uh, well, we, we better run the theme music. But when we yes. come back, we'll we'll tell you a little bit about what we were up to in '93, and then we'll talk about. Oh life. yes. Okay, we'll run that music.
0: It's
1: time for my old
2: buddy, old pal from across the channel, across the pond, Paul Chandler, the He's shine
1: He's not
0: that shy shy
1: life podcast yeah. all I wanted was a pie
0: and then I hatched out
2: with an egg ok bring the mic over he's ready to record it's the quiet ones you've got to watch you know what babs
0: he said all oh, that shy is right
1: me, governor it's the shy life podcast if you thought that was bad just listen to this I can't wait wait for it to begin. It's
0: the
2: Shy Life Podcast. (laughs) Okay, we are recording.
1: (laughs) Hello, we're back, and we are here to talk to you about some music uh, from 1993 in the, the UK and in America. Uh, but we usually start by telling you where we were in 93. Where were you, Nick, in 93?
2: Well, I was in Salisbury, uh, as I have always been. But um, <laughs> it was a significant year for me. Uh, I turned 25 that year, actually. Um, but more significantly, I started the year as... Um, um, not as a not not married but an, an engaged person, uh, engaged to my then-girlfriend, Tina Marie. Um, so I, I would, well, regularly based in bristol at the time going to been there twice weekly or she coming to me and um we we, we went clubbing together and uh we yeah and it, it ultimately it didn't work out um we split up in the july i think uh but we're still friends to this day um probably the most significant thing historically should we say uh for me was the fact that you and I teamed up and wrote Sudden Park Prison in the Sun, which was a sequel to another joint story with even more people writing uh, that we did the previous year called Old Grey and Wrinkly. Um And somewhere along the lines, because I was itching to do a film of of our own, and um, or of my, author, you know, with with something of my writing in it and um you were saying well why don't we do this because um i think elaine if i remember rightly elaine was uh sort of saying well, oh, why don't you do old graham wrinkley but we kind of both agreed that it was going mm-hmm. to be too ambitious because i mean there was trans physical transformations in it and um spontaneous internal combustion by <laughs> chapter two so uh, i we didn't think that was a good idea there but car, wasn't we thought there car,
1: tra- wasn't there car chases too yeah,
2: there were car ch- a very spectacular car chases with with a oh, fire engine. I think I seem to remember. Uh, but <laughs> um, it was it, I, you kind of said, "No, well, let's write some of them that we can do." And I thought, "Yeah." And um, I was it was my the first film I, uh, uh, you know, I had part, been part of the writing team, and I, I was just totally for it. And um, we did shoot it an incredibly ambitious <laughs> schedule for three days, but. Um, it got done and and it was the beginning of the beginning as far as i was concerned because we then went on to do i i I eventually finished regular filming in 2008 um but uh, we did loads and and of course i had many appearances on your
1: sutton park going going back to the film i have mentioned this a couple of times on other podcasts but never with you there um do you want to clear clear up the uh, situation about what, the, the Sun Park Presumably in the Sun was it the time where it was it was it the National Trust um wanted to know what we were filming or something oh, yes.
2: um, yeah I, a conscientious little fellow that I was I it, it hadn't escaped my notice that Pepperbox Hill in Salisbury where we were going to be filming rather than Sun Park because we didn't think we could persuade everybody to stay a week in and digs in mm-hmm. in uh, birmingham to, to do it and i hadn't done a recce properly i uh, hadn't been to uh, mm-hmm. by then um it was national trust property and, and uh conscious of little bod that i was i decided well i don't really want to be spending a long time filming there and it's you know it's it's, it's regarded you know it's it's a co- covered ground, secret ground, whatever. But so I wrote to them and said, you know, we are going to make this film. And I was, I didn't deliberately didn't sort of say what it was about because you know, there was about these, this, this couple that are investigating this advert that hasn't hadn't been seen for ages. And there's this fool around there and there's this other woman, just, you know, I, I thought yeah. I, I, it, it's, it was such a way over the top plot that I, I didn't really want to go into it with some sort of chinless official. And um, I kind of they wrote back and well no they telephoned me and they said "Um, tell me more about it you're not really telling me much about this film are you and I I thought well from my point of view I didn't think it was anything suspicious because I was just you know I didn't really want to go into the geeky points of the plot and he then put it this way you are going to keep your clothes on, aren't you? <laughs> and uh, he kind of, and he, the penny dropped that he, he was afraid that we were going up there to make a blue movie, in,
1: in short. <laughs> it
2: and was, um, it and I was kind of a little bit non go Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, fine, that's right. And um, it always made me laugh, because the, the, the one scene that the Joe public walked past was the scene where yourself, Andrew Kenjin, and Andy Trowbridge were being tied up and so mm-hmm. which is the one scene that could be considered as a little bit kinky um so uh, yes but nobody complained about us and we went back two years later and did Rosie lens there yeah, and uh, cool. not to mention several episodes of the park yeah um, it a funny, it's it, a
1: sort of funny a funny national trust because um, it was it's owned by them, but it's not like a, a National Trust house or a, it's it's just basically a load of grass and fields and trees and bushes and That's a right. tower. It's not it's not sort of obvious National Trust location, so a perfect place to film. But uh, um,
2: I have uh, I've always thought that if I got back into filming, well, I mean technologically it's left me a little bit behind. I've got a modern camera, but. Uh, all the sort of things that one would be expected of these days. I, I don't think I have a mind to, which is why I'm, I'm sort of latch on to other filmmakers now. But um, I, I've always thought I'd love to go back to, um, to Pepperbox Hill and do something there. Um, well, I have gone back to Pepperbox Hill. I have done something there, but it has nothing to do with filming. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, I, I, yeah, I mean, it was, it was a gorgeous location. And, Oh, the other the other significant thing that year, of course, we were quite a close-knit group in those days. Mm-hmm. To, to a degree, we still are. But uh, the other person that we met, because I was still doing Ray Face Shift, my Doctor Who tape magazine at the time, and lo and behold, one of my customers became a good friend, and she's still knocking around today and is familiar mm-hmm. to podcasters these days um, for the run the archives, and that is Lisa Parker. Because ninety three was the year that
1: I believe that, I know who you mean.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah, Lisa Parker came into our lives in '93, and um, well, I think she had been a been a regular viewer, well, not viewer, um, listener, of RPS uh, since about '91, I think. But it was '93 where we've all met up, and we we sort of regularly, sort of socially, met up with her from there in on. So, um, but yes, so she she part, played part in Prisoner of the Sun. I originally cast my. Then girlfriend in the part, but we'd split up by then and she was quite clearly not for the film. Uh, um she she didn't want to be involved and by that time, bless her. I think she'd yeah, it was it wasn't for her, but um so Lisa led the script in two weeks, uh, far more conscientiously than any of us did, because yeah. I think we were in we were in it. And of course we were you and I were making it, and you and I were there was a lot we learned uh-huh. on Prisoner's son. It was a very enjoyable uh, catharsis experience, but I, it was. We learned as much what not to do as as what to do. I think on that. But you have to do that uh, in order to learn. uh, What else was the? I was working for boys still, um, and I think sort of trying to stretch my wings elsewhere, but not being terribly successful the '92 was also the year and this will be a sort of a bit of a trivia thing for for shy Yeti listeners is um it was the year i met my northern ireland friend georgie mccullough who will be featuring with, 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 as you're listening to this probably has already featured in, yes, um, yes. in in a feature that i met her that she used to come into my shop with her friend debbie who's now sadly no longer with us and um and yes, she, she thought I was very happy to get her contributing um, uh, earlier this year when she came to see us, uh, before all this lockdown nonsense happened.
1: Yeah, 1993 was a funny year for me. It started off with my second term at university. I was just starting to do Sutton Park and get into it, and I really, uh, perhaps my first term, I had spent a lot of time um, with, with our, our friends in Tamworth, and yes. yeah, but I hadn't really made that, I, I saw people at university, but i because I wasn't living in halls halls residence, I was living in a just a house. I wasn't socialising that much outside of university, and um, it became I sort of thought I really ought to be getting to know people in, in the course outside of. You know, I was turning things down, yeah. turning opportunities down, but um, also, you know, I needed to get sort of get into that situation again. So it was a little bit of a, a lonely time the first few months, yeah. and then then my video packed up, my video camera sorry picked, packed up. And, yeah. Um, it it took them four months to repair it. So I think that's, I I always sort of say that's because I realized by that point that uh, David didn't really want to be doing filming in front of the camera. Um, So when I got my camera back, I kind of went hell for leather, as they say. And and, um, I always kind of partly attribute that three or four months, not being able to to record um, with why I went so crazy once I did. Because in that three months or three or four months, I was trying to keep the Sutton Park flame alive. I was writing yeah. poems, sort of Sutton Park-themed poems, because um, I, th- I think probably my before I started writing poetry in the 21st century, when I was still at school, I did write quite a lot of poems in 92. And and I think I stopped sort of writing them regularly in 93 um, and had a quite big gap until the early 2000s. Um, but I was still doing poetry then because I can't draw so I, I was trying to think how I could do I think I was trying to take photos of Sutton Park props and I thought I could do like a photo novel but with like Rupert Bear with the rhyme Or yeah. I could do sort of a, a Sutton Park Rupert Bear type thing yeah. where yeah. rhyme. But, but you know, things just weren't so easy to do back then. We didn't have computers, these yeah. stuff like this that way. But anyway, luckily, my camera was eventually repaired, and I, I managed yeah. to get some of my friends, uh, Kerry and Phil involved, and um, things started to sort of take off the summer of that year. Uh, I, I did my big long, um, uh, my big long hike in Wales on the Office Dyke path with my friend Andrew, and that was around the time of episode 100, which became the first movie length episode of Sutton Park, which I recorded as I was hiking up and down mountains.
2: Yeah. Uh, that, was that was the time actually, because we were I think we would get it. We'd written the with Prison of the Sun, we'd written it in a book. So you did a chapter, I did a chapter, and then we adapted it into a script. And um and those were the days again, as you say, before where before either of us had mobile phones and either of us had a, a sort of like a a proper computer of our own and um i think I, I there was a few plot points i needed to talk to you about and of course i couldn't reach you for 10 days because you're on this long hike because un- unlike recently where we've done a joint story and we've ferried the script from email to from you to me and it's been dead easy to actually trace it uh we we had to post it back and then physically post the the whole thing to each other um and carry on the story that way um whereas it, it's it's a lot easier these days
1: yeah, the, um, I think my first year at university ended a bit early, and so I think I was pretty much free from late late May. So I remember that that summer f- felt I didn't have to work in the, in the holiday, so because um, I was with my parents. So I, I did do a lot of filming um, as as well as as Sun Park and the movie. And um, I, I remember by the autumn uh, when I started my second year, I was uh, living well. 93 was weird because around Easter time, uh, I I was woken up very early in the digs I was living in, which was with this family, and um, they uh, knocked my door and said, "Unfortunately, we've had a, f- a family tragedy, and I'm afraid this the the, the I think like a uh, husband and wife, the, the father had, the, the husband had died or something, and the mother, the grandma was going to have to move in to m- to my room. So she sort of said, "I'm sorry, I'm going to have to ask you to leave to move out." After these holiday, well, after these holidays, which yeah. gave me a few weeks, but uh, and luckily, uh, I was in town in, in Birmingham, happened to bump into Phil. Um, no, I didn't know that well, but I knew well enough. But I sort of said, oh, you know, told him what happened. And he said, oh, I think um, Kerry, our mutual friend, um, I think there's a room at his place. So it was funny because if you say saying no, yeah. mobile, no mobile phones and, and you weren't always in lectures at the same time if you were doing different s- subjects. Um, and, and so I got to live with, with Kerry and then we moved into a different place by this lovely lake um very close to speaking i
2: w- i was i went to that one
1: yeah uh and that was a, it was really weird because the trees sort of blocked out the fact that the spit junction the motorway was um, um just the other <laughs> side um so we, we we moved in there but i had another problem with my camera where um i don't know if before i realized um but i i or how how easy or how cheap cheapish a video batteries were video camera batteries were but i was having a problem where my ch- oh, my charger wasn't working for charging up the batteries. So i'm not sure if it was the charger or the um the or the batteries but i was able to record when i was attached into the mains yeah so I had to come up with a plot line in sutton park where um i i couldn't leave the house so yeah, that's so, right yeah um, and i was able to record like other people i remember doing a cliffhanger where i i was like kerry's character went outside the house and i was in the house and i could film him look he's able to go out why can't i go out? Um, yeah. uh, and and also uh that was the, that year was my 20th birthday and we did the uh the cliffhanger i i got quite quite drunk on well, very cheap, frizzy wine. I used to drink cheap, frizzy wine in those days because I didn't really start drinking until about 93. Um, yeah. And um, we did the Jelly Monster episode of, of Sutton Park where we had all these little pots of jelly uh, and I just stuck eyes on them and, and, and then the cliffhanger was all these jellies on the mantelpiece. Um, and, and I
2: think also, I mean, I by that point, at the beginning of that year, um, I, obviously I'd done one appearance the previous year of Sutton Park and I didn't really know what it was about, or or didn't really have an angle on it. Mm. And then you, for Christmas, you gave me a compilation tape of the first twenty-four episodes, uh, mm. which I went away and studied before I then appeared. And I thought, ah, right, yeah, know I'm not, I'm doing that. And um, I I then appeared in a January episode with uh, with Choby mm. and um, and I think and and Tina, and um, we, I I kind of was able to contribute after that you know I, I kind of was able to um you know get get into it
1: a bit more i also had a summer holiday that year with um my parents to i, I forget whether it was guernsey or jersey but it was one of the channel islands yeah a lot of dramatic filming on location with my brother like I, I did a, I think it was something to do with hypnosis or being um as usual i think um I was obsessed by this plot line, which I'm so obsessed with really, from from Prisoner Cell Block H, where this nasty doctor hypnotises somebody to kill somebody. And, oh yes. Um, I had that. Um, the, the 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 amphibian man in in some part hypnotised me to kill somebody. and I think I tried to drown my brother in, in a swimming pool, in, in in one cliffhanger. So we literally took the we took the the camera into the into the pool with us and and tried yeah. our best to record without getting the camera. <laughs> And, and there was also a dramatic cliffhanger where he was supposed to get washed out to to sea as well uh, which yes. we recorded right by on these rocky co- rocky coastlines so, um, the, other,
2: the other significant thing uh with P- P- prison in the sun is um of course I, I wasn't originally going to appear in it i was just going to be directing it and writing it and um we i think harry was due to play the part i was playing or and we couldn't and, and we, which was one of the campers in it and uh he went to rome at the time and uh we had to have a little shifty around i think i i took over robin's role robin was could do one day so we did we did that but uh in order because andrew Candish was in it and he was working on stage 65 one of his friends Gareth Brownville came along and played one of the the part, the main part. I think he took over the Harry part, and I took over the uh, Robin part. And Robin played a, a sort of another. Um, and uh, Gareth came into our lives, and he he became a good friend, and mm-hmm. went on to do loads of films, and and this was still a great friend to this day. Uh, but I'd seen him in West Side Story <laughs> two years earlier. Mm-hmm. And I was a bit daunted because this wasn't—you know—this was deliberately quite cheesy uh, mm-hmm. part, and um, I, I thought oh, we got bringing in this really good actor and <laughs> giving him this kind of cheesy part. Yeah. But he totally uh, won everybody over by you know his patience and, and the fact that when you when you said action, he threw himself into it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so uh, that was that was another significant person we met in in ninety
1: three. I think by the end of. Uh- and uh, we'll get onto the music in a second, but I think um, just to finish the Sutton Park and, and filming um, conversation, I, I, I think by the end of 93, I'd done about 200 episodes, maybe slightly more of, I remember yes. I yes. Remember sort of that being sort of the, the number. Um, and so, so I'd done over 100 episodes that year, despite all the problems I'd had with, with, with cameras breaking down. And um, I remember when my camera was being repaired, the guy sort of said, how old is this camera? And, and so it was yeah. two years old or something. It wasn't that old. It was you only know. two years old, yeah. But I guess those machines aren't really made for being, you know, recording hundreds <laughs> of hours of, or maybe I hadn't done that much then, but, but certainly a lot of... of
2: you got your uh, money's worth, yeah. didn't you? They, they, we they really was,
1: did. They, they thought it was a lot older than it was because of the amount of use it had got. But certain Park saw off any cameras,
2: didn't <laughs> it? <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. And... and I think at this moment in time, I, 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 um, I am currently record. I'm about three weeks away from completing the main bulk of all of them um, in digitalizing them. So, uh, converting them to to digital files. So, but pretty well, most of 93 is is completely uh, preserved. And um, as is most of the rest of them, it's interesting to see the progression of the different machines and things yeah. as I'm doing them.
1: And, and also the, re- the regression at one point, because one of the machines I had later on wasn't as good as, as, as some of the others. But another one that was good was a bit temperamental and in that it broke quite quickly.
2: Yeah. I'm doing the 98, 99s. At yes. the moment, and there is a camera. I think you you because you we, you bought with some money you got from our friend uh, Roger, yes. and uh, he uh, and uh, I think this is the Roger camera because it's it's quite yeah.
1: nice quality. I got a really yeah you know, I got a really nice camera with that some of that money, but unfortunately that camera was a bit short lived. Um, but it was it was a good one. Whilst I think it was too, it had so many whiz bang things on it that uh, <laughs> they whizzed and then they banged <laughs> and they broke. Yeah. Down. But I-
2: I do remember that one you had in '93, though, because it got a bit of crisp stuck in it. Yes. So, there, uh, and of course, Sutton Park Prison in the sun was made with two cameras. One of the the normal your actual your original your your original one from '91 was, was with with um, that used for the beginning of Sutton Park. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, and 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 uh, Elaine's, uh, which I think was the other one, and um, there was a bit of, <laughs> the, the, you can still see it's like it's a little black shape. You can it, it's like yeah. a UFO following us yeah. all over all over the place. Um, yeah. But we, <clears> that was quite a distinctive look at the original.
1: Moving on to the music, what what do you yeah. remember of '93? Um, a little bit less than I
2: remember about <laughs> the filming of this, a bit, but. <laughs> I have to say it's a bit patchy, but I was still work the the record department of Four Boys where I worked was still there, but it was it was diminishing a little bit. I think there was enough. I think we were still doing the charts at that point. I could be wrong, but because uh, oh. they used to come in, the DJs used to come in and say, "Well, I have that one, that one, that one," and we used to give them discount. Yeah. Um, but I do remember. I think when I when I think. Two two things spring to mind with '93. One of them is End People, uh, which I remember liking. Moving on up and and, and their general kind of feel, and, um, and I also remember because my mum liked them. Mm. I have to you have to remember even though my mum was sort of in a well into a well yeah she was in the uh, early 60s then she actually watched Top of the Pops into, well into the <laughs> noughties so long after I've given up on it
1: I've got a few facts for you um, weird facts on the 19th of February Elton John is forced to end a concert in Melbourne, Australia a half an hour early when a swarm of grasshoppers invades the, sea, the <laughs> invades the stage ah <laughs> <I'm> grasshopper <laughs> um, oh oh and Rick, Rick Astley retires from the music industry at age twenty-seven after selling forty million records in a five-year period. Good oh, grief! I didn't realise he I, actually officially like,
2: I, I, retired. Neither did I. I thought he just went away and sort of studied or had children or something like that. I didn't realise he'd actually officially retired. Works, of course, he's, he's come back work,
1: now. Yeah, he's come back now, and I think he worked in the music industry just as just as a manager or producer or something, uh, but. Uh,
2: Oh yeah, of course they do, don't they? The <laughs> yeah. other thing I remember, music-wise, uh, uh, it's it's a rather ignoble thing to remember, that the Mister Blobby record at the end of the, yes, <laughs> year uh, oh, and uh, go west with uh, the the um, petrol boys, the petrol boys version yeah. of go west, uh, yeah. which features in your cut of Prison in the Sun. I do believe, yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, well, we'll 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 we'll, um, we'll get going, and um, the first number one of 1993 for. Six weeks, and I, I, th- I feel like it was possibly had already been number one for a couple of weeks at the end of '92. It was "I Will Always Love You" by Whitney Houston.
2: Oh, uh, lovely, uh, game, cheeky memories. But uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, um, I, yes, I, nice version, but I prefer the Dolly one. But mm. uh, yeah, it was it was uh, it was nice little uh, addition to her uh, various her repertoire. But uh, yeah.
1: But then- uh, then for five weeks, we had No Limit by Two Unlimited.
2: Oh, yes. With like, that No Lyrics. Well, no right? lyrics. no, no. <laughs> not, uh, lyrics.
1: Not really my company. And I remember
2: it being no, quite... No, maybe. maybe but, uh, uh,
1: then for two weeks, we had Oh Carolina by Shaggy. Uh,
2: oh, wow. I do remember that. Oh um, Carolina, blimey, yes. I, I, what I remember is my then girlfriend uh, doing a kind of waterly dance to it. Um <laughs> Complete conflict with and and scarred on my memory. <laughs> yes, I, I do remember Old Carolina very well, yes. <laughs>
1: um, now, then we had, this song had previously been in the charts in the 80s. Um, it was, for four weeks, uh, Young at Heart by the Bluebells. I now- so I forgot
2: about that. That actually inspired a character from Prisoner of the Sun. Because um, the producer, I think it was the producer, uh, who was about my age, uh, who, produ- who kind of like uh, um, commissioned the re-release, uh, saying that it, it brought back memories of 84 when the original came out because she was doing her exams. And that was what kind of put me onto to the, the retro uh,
0: mm-hmm.
2: subject matter of Prison in the Sun, because I thought, well, I wonder if somebody else would be inspired, has, has done something inspired by, you know, it was, it was their motivation for something was an inspiration because they had grown up with it, which is where the character of Carol, Carol Parkinson came. So she actually owes her existence to that re-release.
1: It was originally in the charts in 1984, um, and it got yeah. to number eight. So it, it was it, it was re-released because it was part of um, a Volkswagen Golf. TV advert, um, yeah.
0: but, it's a the one you, song.
1: but the one thing you won't know maybe is that it was actually originally a Banana Rama song, and I um, know that. No. Uh, And it's credited to uh, Siobhan fairhe and a couple of other people. Um, and I think I it was know on one I of, am <laughs> Yeah, and I think it Might was on in I think yes, I think it was on it was on their 1983 album Deep Sea Diving, but it was only. And uh, I imagine it was only a, uh, like an album track, not not a single. Well, uh, I didn't know that. Yeah, and it has, to, and it did say it was, re- it was reworked, so I don't know how different it is. I'll have to listen later. Um,
2: yeah, I, I had no idea about that.
1: Now, the next number one for three weeks, I think this is the one I confused with the, the, the song that came out around the time that Freddie Mercury died, the one with George Michael and, and Elton John. This is what I'm confusing it with because... For three weeks there was a single uh well an ep called five live and it was yeah. george michael and queen and lisa stansfield and oh. they were covering um somebody to love and these are the days of our lives and it was from oh, a Freddy, right. it was from a freddie mercury tribute concert that had happened in april
2: 92 so. uh, yeah no wonder it was a bit of a mishmash
1: yeah i'm surprised it took such a long time to if it was a tribute concert almost a year, well, over a year before, it took a while to come out as an EP. Um, yeah. Now, the next uh, number one for three weeks is probably one of my favourites of the year. It was All That She Wants by Ace of Base.
2: Oh, yes. I remember uh, I, I remember that because it was one that Keith quite liked. Yeah. Uh, we went to our, our friend Tracy O'Rourke's wedding, mm-hmm. and um, he, he sung it to uh, Tracy's son. It would yeah. be two at the time. So, uh, because he he was he was after a suite. And yeah. I remember him singing to it. Oh, that she wants is another sweetie. He yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, there was was it was it another baby in terms of you know baby. I remember my baby it kind oh, of. Well, I got or understand. an actual baby, baby.
1: I'm, I'm not sure it's one of those. It's one of those ones where I'd have to I'd have to look and see what they thought they meant.
2: <laughs> it's only recently uh, I I thinking of, of Pam and preach with Madonna. Yeah. Uh, I I kind of you know people spe- fueled speculation that uh, Madonna was pregnant, and I yeah. thought, oh come on, you know she I want to keep my baby. I want to keep my boyfriend. But I yeah. thought that, looking looking back, I thought maybe actually she really does need a a baby. You know that that's why she wants to leave home. So but uh, <laughs> there are certain well, things that you try and be, be yeah. think subtly about but uh you're actually overthinking
1: <laughs> um eight of base were from sweden and they, they this was the sort of first of a, a number of other hits they had they had a number of hits i think they might have even had a number, another number one um but uh yeah they were about probably for the next four or five years uh, having sort of regularly having quite a few hits so the next number one after that was for two weeks, winter June. Now, um, I can't help falling in love with you by UB40. So that's the cover. Yes. I think that was I think yeah. that was for a film um, or used in a film. Um,
2: Worked well, quite well. I, I quite like UB40.
1: Um, it was in, in the soundtrack of the movie Silver, but
0: oh, really?
1: yeah, don't. Um, Really know. I'm not going to look any further. I don't really know what silver it was. <laughs>
2: yeah. well, I, do, uh, yeah, I do remember that,
1: yeah. Uh, now, uh, for, for this sort of a, a bit of a period for sort of um, um, a couple of names that were going to be around for a while making their first appearances, because the next number one for three weeks was Dreams by Gabrielle, and she had a lot of other hits. Uh, oh, in, yes. Yeah. Into, into the noughties. Uh,
2: I, I do remember... I think because for a while when Gabriel came on the uh, uh, on the scene, she had an eye patch, didn't she? Yeah. And um, <laughs> I, th- I remember. Think I remember a lot of people thought that that was part of her act, but actually it w- did have a m- medical
0: yes, yeah.
2: <laughs> medical significance. Yeah. In that uh, she, you know, she was kind of everybody said, oh, when she took it off, everybody thought, oh, right. I thought that was your signature. No, I've got a gangly eye. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I just thought that was great. But yeah uh, then, she was
1: she's she quite prolific. yeah uh, then for four weeks into august um we had pray by take that um yes not not one of my favorites of that i mean to be honest, oh. to be honest i prefer uh, i prefer the take that of the 21st century probably more than the 20th century version where yeah. i only like a couple of songs but uh, they weren't really for the boys; they were more for the girls, I think, anyway. They were, yeah. That was that was
2: that was the that was the point, really. I think, but yeah, I do remember Prey. I uh, think, I think, and I think, I
1: think, right, I, and I think um, gay music fans tend to go for girl bands rather than um, yeah boy bands. Which
2: is ironic, really.
1: <laughs> it's yeah, no, but but we do. I mean, yeah, I, I like I like people like Girls Aloud and Sugar Babes and Banana yeah. Mama and and. Yeah. Uh, and I'm not really interested in boy bands, but music, yeah, music's too serious to be about. <laughs> Sometimes, <laughs> um, not, not the girl bands ever particularly serious. Um, no, the, the, the next, uh, the next number one for two weeks is "Living on My Own" by Freddie Mercury. I think this. Oh was yes, a,
2: "Sweet Old Lady." I
1: think this had come out. Sweet before. old lady. <laughs> sweet old. <laughs> I, I think this had come out. In says he had only got it got to number 50 in about 85, so uh, but it, it was remixed and kind of uh, I don't you know know how different it was, but it had a big a lot of success in, in 93. Uh, it was a good song, I don't think it was just a sort of oh, it's Freddie we must buy it. I think it, it was a truly you know, a catchy song. Uh, uh then for four weeks, we had Mr. Vane by Culture Beat. Oh, yes. Yeah call
2: cool, him oh, I used to conv- c- c- uh, later on I used to sort of combine that with uh, mr. blobby you know call uh-huh. him mr. blobby <laughs> <laughs> oh,
1: yeah. and then we had boom boom or, or sorry just bon boom boom shake the room by DJ yeah. Jeff and the oh, Prince.
2: Yes. Okay, not, not, not one of, not one for me, but uh, 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 thinking back to the previous year when they discovered, rediscovered the Doctor Who story, Tomb of the Cybermen, I uh, used to go, boom, boom, shake the pool. <laughs> <laughs>
1: um, now, the next number one for two weeks. I do like this one more, even though it was a um, a, a cover from the, I think it's from the late 70s. Uh, it was Real Like My Fire, but it was Take That featuring Lulu. Oh,
2: yes, with Lulu. Yeah, uh, I lucky think jason orange seems to have gone out with uh, d- 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 <laughs> loads of fanciable women he, he went out with lulu um uh, we you know I, I i've not had a I've, not, I've never had a thing about lulu but I've all, i i was very into the older woman uh, for for a while and he went out with J- jenny powell who was sort of a pin-up of mine in the 80s you know like, that orange uh, that orange turns me green <laughs> <laughs> i think but, uh, yes I think that, was, that was quite good
1: and i think that this is where um you know, the, the addition into take that of Lulu is where my my uh, um, my gaydar perks up, and I'm like, oh, Lulu's in the <laughs> no, no, this is getting good. now this is nice and camp. i like But it's yeah,
2: Lulu. it was all right. It re- my career, as I.
1: Yeah. yeah, she did have some. She did have one or two other um sort of hits in her own right around that time, sort of off the back of this. But uh, in the same way that Dusty Springfield's career was a bit um sort of. uh um re- revitalized by working with the pet shop boys but, so. yeah then for uh one two three four five six seven i think that's right seven weeks um from around the time of your birthday into the start of December, we had i'd do anything for love but i won't do that by me oh yes <laughs> yes again
0: that
2: i remember i i i, I um, remember Keith and I singing that quite a lot. Um, and of course, that uh song was um the subject of a joke in the later on in the uh Spice Girls film. So, oh, yeah. Rich Tinklof plays plays their uh, coach driver, and uh, they, they say something to him, and he goes, You know, I'd do anything for those girls, but I wouldn't do that,
1: <laughs> which I thought was quite nice. Yeah, I like the Spice Girls film, I'm gonna have to watch that again now. The next number one is Mr. Blobby by Mr. Blobby. Uh, yes. For those of you who don't know, <laughs> Mr. Blobby was a character on a Saturday evening entertainment show who was just Blobby, and that's what he said. It was Blobby, 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 Blobby. a bloke um, it, in it, a it, very it,
2: large Blobby suit.
1: He looked a little bit like um, Boris Johnson, if you want to sort of pick their recognition thing. <laughs> uh, a
2: slightly pinker George, Boris Johnson. Slightly
1: yeah. handsome, <laughs> yeah. Um, slightly more intelligent. I'm sorry, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. <laughs> um, Ooh, political. Yeah. Uh, and then following that for a week, we have Babe by Take That, which is not even one I can remember. Um, I'm glad you're saying these things. Because <laughs> I suspect it was a ballad, and I'm not... Oh, I lo- I do like ballads. I'm always, I always seem to be saying I don't like ballads, but I like this. But I am very picky on my about what I like in a ballad. Yeah. But, uh, discerning
2: um, ballads.
1: Yeah, and then um, then Mr Blobby came back again on the on must have been Christmas number one. <laughs> Go away, Mr Blobby. <laughs> so good, is that? So 1993 ends on a very um, <laughs> a very poor note. But uh, yes. now we'll we'll come back to we'll come back to other songs of the year. Um, actually, no, let's do that it's, now before we get on to the albums.
2: It's but. interesting, looking at those number ones, um, I remember them all, but um, very few of them actually float my boat, <laughs> if yes. it were. I think I was going off the music scene at this point. I probably came back to it more with um, 96. When I went back to college, Yeah, uh, and my life changed a little bit or significantly. The music started lodging a little bit more uh, during that time well,
1: 1990, of, um, 1993 is kind of sort of considered the beginnings of, of pop and Blur had an album that year called Modern Life is Rubbish and Suede was starting and, and Manic Street Preachers and a few, some of those bands were around and they were starting to but it wasn't really until 94 and then definitely 95 but then even when you look at the hits of 95 there, there might be a number one by Blur or something but then there'll still be too unlimited also so it was a very weird period of uh, um yeah. of of sort of very different types of music but um the more rocky or indie whatever you want to call it bit poppy bands weren't really um getting the big chop positions in 93 but uh talking
2: about but um, i know we'll be going on to albums later but to, whilst it's in my head i did buy an album like that year uh, um yeah. well on the tape. Um, of the right, the second Right said Fred album. Uh, oh. I can't remember the name of it. So Sex Something mm-hmm. and Travel, I think was uh, um, and um it was rather good. And I liked it and there was a lot of good songs that weren't released on it. Uh, oh. but in actual fact it, I don't think it did anywhere near as well oh. or wasn't as well well received as the first one. So um, yeah I do I do remember that that buying that in ninety three.
1: Yes. Um came out in late ninety three Sex and Travel, right, yeah. and it, yes, um, right. the singles were bumped. And Hands Up for Lovers and Wonder Man.
2: Hands Up for Lovers was super. I like I really like that song very much.
1: It, um, it only got to number thirty-five, and I don't know whether if any of the singles did anything. But um, one of the songs, Wonder Man, was re-released and was used um, for as part of the promotional campaign for Sega's video game Sonic the Hedgehog. So they must have got some money for for uh, uh, allowing that to be used. Oh um, well, yeah.
2: So it was, it's, it, that's quite nice to hear because it, it, it doesn't sound like they did quite so well on
1: that. No, so, The highest uh, bumped, uh, got to number 32 and then Hands Up for Lovers only got to number 60 yeah. and Wonder Man got to 55. They didn't have another top 20 hit until 2001 with a song called <laughs> You're My Mate. Um, yeah. But,
2: uh, I do like them, though. I thought they were rather good, good set-up.
1: Yeah, it was a bit of a, a sort of between 91 because... Uh, in early '93, they did a song called Stick It Out, which I think might have been for Comic Relief yeah. or Red Nose yeah. Day, and that was number four. So it must have been quite a, you know, they had sort of three top three hits in '91, '92. Then, then they had number four, Stick It Out, and they were doing really well. And suddenly it sort of, the fortunes changed very quickly. Yeah, it's a shame. Um, it's a shame. Anyway, um, back to other big singles as you, yes. these as usually happens the biggest selling singles of the year are often the number 1 hits so the first seven songs the biggest selling single was i do anything for love then <laughs> i can't help yeah. falling in love with you then all she wants was number 3 no limits um dreams Mr. Blobby oh my goodness um Mr. Blob- Mr. Blobby was the sixth biggest selling single Oh Carolina
2: I, I think it, it tells you where we're going with the pop it just yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, what, what is Love by Hadaway I remember that one number two
2: What is love baby don't hurt me yeah. don't hurt me no more that one yes, sir. yes again not really you know it's sort of Yes.
1: Um, <laughs> another big one, "Tease Me" by Shakädima and Pliers. I think that was, "Tease Me, Tease Me, Tease Me, Tease Me, Baby, Baby, Lose Control." <laughs> I think it was a sort of reggae, reggae type one. Yeah. Um, Brian Adams, please forgive me. Number two. Uh-huh. Please forgive, forgive me, me, let me go. I don't think it was that one, but I think he used to sing, <laughs> "Please forgive me." I think he, I think to get the scanning <laughs> right, he had to kind of sing, "Forgive Ooh. me." <laughs> 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 um, Informer by Snow. That was Informer. Informer. <laughs> to to wow, or something like Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
2: Remember that?
1: Um, sweat the a la, la 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 song. Oh yes, in a circle. Um, it
2: did big. Be- yeah,
1: no, 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 it's still yeah, What's yeah. Up by Four Non Blondes. I remember that. Uh, I thought that was number one actually. The Key, The Secret by Urban Cookie Crack Collection. Don't Be a Stranger by Dina Carroll. These were. These were oh yes. These, yeah. these were all sort of number two and number three. It keeps yep. raining. It keeps raining by Bitty McLean. I recognise Bitty McLean's name more than the name of the song, but uh, uh, Two Princes by the Spin Doctors. A uh, Little Bird. Uh, love, love Song for Vampire, Annie Lennox. That got oh,
2: yeah, that would have been uh, off her her Diva album. Yes. Yeah, the, the, previous, the yeah.
1: To, That was a double A side with that song she did for the Dracula movie.
2: It's a good album,
1: that. Yeah. The River of Dreams by Billy Joel. That was one of his last oh, movie, big songs. Last <laughs> um, <laughs> True Love uh, by Elton John and Kiki D. number two. Uh, the Love I Lost West End featuring Sybil. The
2: love I,
1: lost. I think that was a cover. Um a cover version of Twist and Shout. For Whom the Bell Tolls by BG yeah. number four. Uh that was quite a big hit oh, for them. Yeah, um, Mr. Lover Man by Shabba Ranks, number three. <laughs> Mr. Love um, Oh yes, you move you mentioned Moving On Up by MP oh, well, that
2: I liked that one. That's probably one of my favourite songs of the year.
1: That got to number two. Um, Exterminate by Snap, number two. Exterminate. Uh, Hope they (laughs) paid Terry Nation for that. Yeah. E17 started having singles. Deep, number five. Ain't No Love, Ain't No Use. Sub Sub, I remember buying that. Uh, One Night in Heaven by M People, number six. that's the way love goes by janet jackson number two what that what uh it's all right e17 number five remember that one all right all right everyone's gonna be all right oh yeah 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 go west as you say by pet shop boys number two that was that that seemed really big but it was still it was only the 46th biggest selling single um are you gonna go my way by lenny kravitz number four why can't i wake up with you take that number two and Give In To Me by Michael Jackson, number two, but I don't remember that one by the title at all. Uh,
2: I, bet, I bet whoever gave in to him did. Uh... <laughs>
1: yeah. um, what have I got here? Oh, number one album. Some, well, okay. So we're moving on to the number one albums in the UK in 1993. Uh-huh. Uh, we start off for three weeks, greatest hit, 65 to 92 by Cher, which I think did make an appearance. I thought going to
2: say Mr. Blobby.
1: <laughs> <God. No.
2: laughs>
1: um, and I think that might have come out the previous year because I'm pretty sure I remember um, I yeah. that before. Then we had for two weeks Live The Way We Walk Volume 2 The Longs by Genesis. It sounds like a remix album or something. Or yeah. um, then for a week in February, Jam by Little Angels. Um, Pure Cult by The Cult. That sounds like a greatest hits. (laughs) Um, Words of Love by Buddy Holly and the Crickets. Uh, Walthamstow by East 17. Divas back in the charts for a week in March by Annie Lennox. Are you going to go my way by Lenny Kravitz for two weeks in March? Hot Chocolate their greatest hits uh, for a week. I don't know why why then. But uh, um. (laughs) songs of faith and devotion by Depeche Mode um, came out in April. I remember that coming out because quite a lot of recording with um, um, Elaine that year that was around Easter time um, and that's um, that's when we did um, we did recording in around Uxbridge where we tried to make it look like we we're being attacked by a giant clockwork worm um, on, <laughs> on her uh, on her car so we had to yeah. keep we, we did dry, I did driving shots and then we did expression shots when we weren't moving and then we did shots of this, this wind up cl- uh, clockwork worm on the bonnet of her car Yeah. Um, very silly also I think that was the year I went um, I did fit in a lot of holidays that year I think I yeah. went on a holiday with, with, with Elaine for down down to Dorset for a week you did
2: that. yes I remember that I was around about I think that was immediately was that immediately after Prison in the Sun I think
1: it probably probably was. I, um. Um, yeah, so it was quite an extended sort of holiday I had that year then for a week Swade's first album Swade, and I think that won the Mercury Award or whatever some um big award that year um, yes um, and um, then for a week Black Tie White Noise by David Bowie uh-huh. that, um, that was that had a few interesting songs on. then for a week Automatic for the People by REM that had quite a lot of hits on Not although none of them appear in the top 50 singles uh, which does surprise me um, f- then for a week in May Cliff Richard The Album by Cliff Richard Automatic for the People comes back again for a week. Then, uh, then in May, Republic by New Order. Then Automatic for the People came back again. Um, Then for two weeks, Janet by Janet Jackson. Then No Limits by Two Unlimited. Then an album called What's Love Got to Do with It by Tina Turner. Which, um, yeah, apparently it was from the film. That they made about her life. Um, I think oh, it was called "What Love To Do" got to do with it. Uh, another name that makes probably I'm pretty sure his first appearance is Jamiroquai, whose album oh, "Emergency on Planet Earth" was number one for three weeks. Uh, then "Zoo Roper" by U Two, and then for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks, "Promises and Lies" by UB40. Uh, in September, "Music Box" by Mariah Carey. Um, but Out of Hell 2 Back Into Hell by Meatloaf then these are all for one week In Utro by Nirvana which is uh, well I think the last album they did before Kurt Cobain died um, then But Out of Hell 2 again then Very by the Pet Shop Boys which is the album with Go West and mm-hmm. uh, a few other big, big hits um, then But Out of Hell again Oh, Battle of Hell Two, sorry. Then Everything Changes by Take That. And then for three weeks, Bad Out of Hell Two again. Uh, then then an album called Both Sides by Phil Collins. And then the last one, two, three, four, five weeks of the year, Battle of Hell Two again by Meat by Meatloaf. Yeah. That wasn't very that wasn't very Christmassy. <laughs> now, other albums that year. I mean I think those are the main ones. There was uh yeah um 10 summoners tales by sting got number two wet 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 did their first greatest hits album um eric clapton had an unplugged album um bet Midler did a greatest hits which did well bjork had her first album debut that got to number three.
2: Oh, well, re- i remember yes i remember i remember with bjork um though i was working with a guy called dave at the time who was uh, obsessed with it yeah i think probably the obsessed is the word because we used to get i don't know where he got them from but they, they were bjork stickers at oh, yeah. the time and he would stick bjork everywhere you'd uh, open a drawer there's bjork you'd he, sort of um, look in a drawer and there's bjork as mm. he, 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 he 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 put bjork everywhere i seem to remember yeah
1: um kate bush had her last album well for about uh, 12 years called The Red Shoes that got to number two did have a few hits on it but not not as big as back in the day um, but that was only number, the 32nd biggest selling album that year. Um, Abba Gold was still doing well um, um, what else Lisa Stansfield um, Duran Duran there's an album called, called Duran Duran which I think is also known as The Wedding Album which had Ordinary World on because Ordinary World came out in 93 and that was one of my favourite singles. Uh, unless that came out in 92 or late 92. Yes, yeah, so that's possible actually. Although, um, anyway, I was very into Duran Duran around this period. Um, I'm, I listened to this album. The, I, I remember getting a Christmas token um, and I went to buy, I think it was the the best of um, mid and Ultravox and when I started playing it, it, the, the tape was knackered before I even played it. So I took oh, it back to Boots and they didn't have, um, the Ultravox, uh, didn't have a replacement for it. Yeah. So I, I chose the Dran Dranum one again, which I don't think I'd been intending to buy the whole album. um, but i thought well, i like toward me world so i'll buy it and i don't think that tape left my walkman for for months so <laughs> it's, it's funny you know it was a, an accidental purchase and it's it's one of my you know favorite albums i still listen to to this day
0: very
2: but, serendipitous <laughs>
1: yeah. um so i think that's that's it for the uk so before we finish we'll just hop over and see what was going on in the states so in this Dates um for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine weeks, uh, I Will Always Love You by Whitney Houston. <laughs> I, I can't remember how many weeks it had been or whether it you know, whether it had been um, had been number one in late ninety two as well. But anyway, it certainly took up a <laughs> a big chunk of the beginning of ninety three. Yeah. Um then for a week A Whole New World by Peebo Bryson and Regina Bell. I have a feeling that's from a Disney film, uh, a
2: whole new world, yeah. Oh, yes, uh, uh, that's rather a good song, actually. Yeah, yeah. It's,
1: from a, um, it's from Aladdin, which came out. I can show you
2: the something other. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Then,
1: then, for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven weeks, um, this had been number one in the UK, but for not as long as this. Um, Informer by Snow, oh, yeah. we earlier. Then for two weeks, Freak Me by Silk. Uh, um, I don't think I know this. Let's have a look and see if it was released in the UK. Got to number 46 in the UK, so don't worry. That's why we don't know it. <laughs> <laughs> um, then for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight weeks. And again, I think it. it's only been well in the charts. I can't remember if it was the number one. I don't think it was. But uh, that's the way Love Goes by Janet Jackson. Uh, oh, yeah. Then for two weeks, Week, by SWV, uh, their girl band, um, yeah. uh, got to number 33. So, yeah, again, um, we probably shouldn't uh, feel too bad about not knowing that one. Um, uh-huh. Then for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven uh, weeks, Can't Help Falling in Love, by UB40. Uh-huh. Um, I think that was a ah uh, that wasn't that uh, that was a typo. He's, that film it wasn't silver, it was sliver. Ah! I think was a <laughs> I think was a it was an erotic thriller, um, based on r R. Eleven novel with I think it had um, William Baldwin and Tom Berenger and uh, I'm gonna have to click on it it was a Sharon Stone one basically yeah sharon stone william baldwin tom berenger i was going to say an erotic thriller with william baldwin and tom berenger <laughs> I, I might have to watch this <laughs> what well, um, i say <laughs> <laughs> um, so yes, not silver as the typo said sliver i did think mm-hmm. but i don't think i've ever seen sliver But, uh, um but i11 is now i11 wrote to his baby
2: yeah cuz joe had a character in one of his life after stories called um Id Eleven, who was based, who was named after him.
1: <laughs> yes. Yeah, I Levin wrote A Kiss Before Dying, Rosemary's Baby, The Stepford Wives, The Boys from Brazil and Um oh, the bro- Boys from Brazil. Yeah, I've got quite a lot of uh, his books because I, I like I read A Kiss Before Dying quite recently. Rosemary's Baby obviously I like Stepford Wives I like because of robots. <laughs> um yes so going back to the music um then the next number one for one two three four five six seven eight weeks was Dream Lover by Mariah Carey which I think Ooh, yeah. is one that I remember but, and that got yeah it got to number nine in the UK uh then for five weeks I'd do anything for love but I wouldn't do but I won't do that My yeah. me, I so that didn't do quite as well as it did back in, in at home then for the um, two weeks again by Janet Jackson, which I don't know that I knew. Got to number six, and maybe if I heard it, I'd recognize it. And then Hero by Mariah Carey, which I know is a sort of popular one, which you, uh, tends to get played when people are being heroic. But, um, yeah. Um, um, yeah. Got to. Oh, it says it got to number one. Oh, got to. It's weird. Got to number one, but in 2008, so um, over in the UK. But I'm sure it was in the charts earlier than that. It must have got re-released. I think apparently, yeah. So I was saying, it's one of those songs that often gets played. I think some apparently somebody somebody did it in X Factor, um, and I, then I guess the original got got re-entered and got to number one. Um, but anyway. Didn't get to number one over here the first time around. So that's the, that's the big singles very quickly. Um, number one albums. So for one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten weeks the Bodyguard soundtrack oh, by okay. um, Whitney Houston. For three weeks, Unplugged Eric Clapton. The Bodyguard soundtrack came back again. Songs of Faith and Devotion by Depeche Mode had a week at number one in the States, which I think is more than it did. Oh, I think it did pretty well in the UK, but don't think it got to number one. Then The Bodyguard came back for three weeks. Then Get a Grip by Aerosmith. Then three more weeks for The Bodyguard. Then one, two, three, four, five, six weeks. Janet by Janet Jackson. Then Back to Broadway by Barbara Streisand for a week. Then Zeropa for, for two weeks by U2. Uh-huh. uh Black Sunday by Cypress Hill for two weeks um Sleepless in Seattle soundtrack for one week in August three weeks River of Dreams Billy Joel three weeks in pieces by Garth Brooks um Nirvana in Utro was back for a week in October and then Garth Brooks was back for two weeks with In Pieces and Bat Out of Hell Part 2 was there for a week for Meatloaf um that's uh, Mm-hmm. don't know if he comes back, because that's only a, t- a very small amount compared to how many times he was number one with that album in the UK. Uh, then one, two, three, four, five weeks, Versus by Pearl Jam. Uh, two weeks, Doggy Star by Snoop Doggy Dog. And then um, for a week around Christmas, Music Box by Mariah Carey. So I, th- I, that- I think that's pretty much it, because although there were other singles that did well, a lot of them will be ones we either have never heard of, or <laughs> or, or identical to what we we have just in different places. Yeah. Um, I can see that ordinary world did pretty well in the states that that year was the thirty fourth biggest selling single. But I do think that might have come out in ninety two in the UK. But uh, um, anyway, uh, well, thank you very much. My pleasure.
2: As I say, 93, I have to say, was a year that where the uh, it was a significant year uh, because, you know, it was sort of uh, we met some interesting mm-hmm. new people and and, and the, the filming for both of us kind of took off. And uh, but I think our, our own experiences and friendships and um, and fil- film experiences, for me, at least, uh, rather eclipsed what was on off on the music scene
1: Yeah, whereas, <laughs> kind of,
2: uh, in terms of memories
1: anyway whereas, whereas maybe maybe the next year or maybe it was the year after i remember us one on the tube singing park life and things like that by blur yeah so, so there were certain songs that everyone kind of knew that were kind of um a, 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 a bit more everyman songs if you like um, yeah um are you, are you game to try 94 another time will you, will you, will you...
2: another time um, as i say i might be a little bit <laughs> 94 is a bit of a again more more was happening in my life outside of the music's world yeah. than, than maybe from 96 onwards uh I, w- I was a bit more with it uh yeah. it well not, yeah I, I i was a bit more aware uh yeah. toward that to, to, was the latter half of the 90s because um in terms, because I went back to college, I was, I was much more media aware than yeah. than, I, than I was. And of course, in, uh, at that point, I remember looking sort of to, towards the latter end of the nineties. Of course, but the films perked up, and also um, you were. I remember you being very much into the Spice Girls and uh, showing me the Spice Girls movie. And you know, nice. sort of, uh, I've, I've, so I've probably got stronger memories of the latter nineties than I have of of the sort of middle
1: ones. Well, just before we finish um, next year. 1994, we have Number Ones by ugh, Mr Blobby, um, yeah. Shakinemus suppliers Suppliers, D-Ream, Mariah Carey, Doop, uh, Take That, Prince, Tony DeBart, Stiltskin, mm-hmm. Manchester United Football Squad, uh, yeah. Wet Wet, Wet Wigfield, Take That, Pato Banton, Baby D and E17. Uh, yeah. I'm afraid my, my heart does not leap to any of those names, but I'm sure there were other songs that were out that year that, that I do like yeah anyway um thank you very much nick um, pleasure, pleasure. We, we will uh speak again soon yes indeed No, 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 no. Not in 1993, no. Uh, It was a couple of years later, but... uh, Yeah, not not so long, though. (laughs) Yes, yes, we probably were mixing in similar circles. Well, at least Paul was tramping around Sutton Park, and... Well, (laughs) I was there too.
0: Oh, (laughs) golly! You might have bumped into each other, or even walked right past each other.
1: It's possible, I guess. Yes, I guess it's possible. I
0: wonder... how things would have been
1: different for you if you had never met Paul at all! Oh, dear. I, I don't like to think about that. No. Well, you know, it's bad enough that we did not see each other for many years. But uh, it uh, so much happened. But I, I, uh, well, I, I cannot, I cannot even imagine what life would have been like without, without meeting you all.
0: I might
1: have stayed in space and not been a single one of you. Yes, yes, that's true, Ig, that's true. What about you, Yeti Uncle John? Did you see much of Paul in 1993? You what? Oh, no. no. I didn't see Paul for years. I do remember when he was very, very little. And uh, then, well, I mean, I was very much an absent uh, Yeti Uncle John. Yes, no, we, we didn't grow up together. We didn't spend much time together. Uh, I'm from that side of the family that no-one likes to talk about, so... Oh dear,
0: Uncle John, nothing has changed.
1: Uh, Yes. So, no, I didn't know Paul in 1993. I was aware of him, of course, but... uh, No, I've got nothing to add. Although, um, you know, I did have quite a good 1993. I was... uh, (laughs) I was, well... How should I put it? I don't like to use the word gigolo, uh, but I used to accompany rich women on dates, like a, uh, oh, yeah, a companion.
0: Goodness, uh, Uncle John, I had no idea. Uh, were you very handsome back
1: then? Well, of course I was, much like now. Uh, yes, yes, Uncle John, <laughs> I imagine you've always been very handsome. Yeah, thank you, thank you, Cromartie. And do you have a photograph of you in 1993? Oh, yes, I brought one along. Uh here you are. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Golly, <laughs> wow. Oh, Yeti Uncle John. <laughs> I I knew you were handsome, but not that handsome. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you, yes. I, I I, think I need to sit down. <laughs> I think I need to sit down,
0: too. Oh, gosh, here comes the music. Thank goodness. Oh, Yeti Uncle John. Oh, what a charmer.
1: Oh dear, my handsomeness has made them faint. What did faint? I think I might be about to.
0: Oh.
1: Oh dear. I've
0: got to go now. I don't care. Bye. I want to go with you. got to go. Bye. Bye. Goodbye, 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 goodbye,
2: goodbye, goodbye. This show is part of the Pride 48 network. Find more shows over at Pride48.com. <clears throat> Alright. He's <laughs> oh,
1: <yippee. laughs> crazy. Oh, yippee.
2: I have a voice. I have a voice. You
1: have a voice. You have a voice. We have a voice. We have a voice.
0: Unique Voices in Podcasting.
1: UnibozPods.net.
0: Hello, listeners. Uh, Here for your enjoyment, I have some songs from 1993. Um, <clears throat> no, 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 no.
1: Peek, no limit.
0: Oh, sorry. No, 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 there's no limit. No, limit, no reach for sky, no more, no, no.
1: Maybe you should move on.
0: Yes, sorry, it's quite a frantic tune. Dreams can't come true, dooby 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 Um, Yes. I'm uh, living on my own, my own, my own, my own. Bada tuta, bada tuta. Yes, I'm also a, in a oh, so monkey business. People don't pay, don't bada. I'm so lonely, 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 yeah. Something, 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 something. Call him Mr. Raider, call him Mr. I'm insane, insane. I know what I wanted. I want it now I want you Cos I am Mr We Relight my fire Cos your love Is my only desire Relight my fire Cos I need Your love
1: Oh uh, yes You need my love I don't know the words ik. Oh
0: dear Uncle John uh, What is love Baby don't hurt me Don't hurt me No more What is love Baby don't hurt me Don't hurt me No more What's the baby doing to the man who's singing? Have they not cut his fingernails?
1: Oh no I think it's a, a Baby Baby as in like a lady or a man or no, a lover
0: Oh goodness um, you boom boom down. I don't understand this song. It's Uncle John.
1: No, 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 I right. uh,
0: continue. okay, okay. alright, alright, everything's gonna be alright, alright, alright.
1: It's really all right. Go west, la 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 la. 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 Very good, very good, Cromarty. Oh, very good. I
0: would do anything for love. I would do anything for love. I would do anything for love, but I wouldn't do that. <laughs> oh no!
1: I don't blame you. Oh <laughs> no! <laughs> I need, I need to be paid to do that. One last tunic. Tunic,
0: tunic! I'm not wearing a tunic. It's, just, it's a jumpsuit.
1: I'm um, sorry. Sorry.
0: Oh, that she wants. is a little baby. It's come to now. Oh, that she wants. Is another baby? Oh, oh, oh boom, boom boom. oh! All that she wants is another baby. It's come tomorrow now. All oh, that she wants is another baby. Do, Doo-doo-doo. do, 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 Is it the same baby that uh, um, was hurting? Um, you know, what is love, baby? Don't hurt me. Is it the same baby?
1: I, I don't think so. Ike. No, I, I, I don't think. I don't. I don't know. Time to finish this episode. Bye guys, bye listeners. Goodbye listeners. Oh yes, goodbye listeners. Oh goodbye, goodbye. Where's Martin? I'm sorry, I'm late, I was on the loo. Martin! Sorry. That should be That should be okay. I just need to get my facts and figures up. I've um, oh, got so many screens I uh, don't think I even need that one or well, that one <laughs> <laughs> I shall just empty my recycle bin just in case it uh, yes. slows this down at all if I start talking like this you haven't I emptied your you're recycling bin <laughs> <laughs> right um. So, 1993. Okay. Shall I? Shall I do my usual introduction? Sure. Go ahead. <laughs> I've already recorded the links either end for the book club, because I kind of did the introduction as I was, although I didn't tell them what I was picking. I was going. I was doing, taking things off the shelf uh, as I was recording it. Sort of. Yeah. So that's that's all done. So so, but 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 with eight, with 93, we need to start on the switch. Okie <coughs> Hello, listeners, it's me. Uh, no, that's I saw what train you say. <laughs> Hello, welcome. Try. I can't remember.
2: Down, down, down. Okay, we are recording.
0: Let's <laughs> get there, Shine, <laughs>
1: light, <laughs> light, light. Shine, light.